0: Here today for the second time round. Gracing me with her presence is none other than the amazing Kiva Forker. Kiva Hails from Donegal has been living and teaching here in Abu Dhabi for the last nine years. She has a huge thirst for travel, culture, diversity, and a fierce passion for female empowerment. So, with that said, welcome Kiva. Thank you so
1: much, Eilish, Thanks for having me as your guest. Second time round. Second time round. (laughs) Shalom.
0: Shalom, It saves us dead. Inshallah, inshallah. No, to be fair, though, I think it's fair to say we have to praise you for your commitment to this podcast. No bother. Thank you so much for being here. You're very welcome. Oh, lads. We have a great tale, anyway. So, firstly, let's share with our listeners how we crossed paths. Um, I
1: started following you on Instagram, really enjoyed your content, and anybody who knows me, Knows I love a good old voice note, so you shared something, and uh, I messaged you, and then we just started chatting back and forth, voice note and messaging,
0: and we hit it off. We both knew we loved a good voice note. Oh God, I. That was it then. <laughs> <laughs> our say, our fate was sealed then. That's, That's it. Oh, so tell me, Kiva, when you hear the n- the meaning of the word novatorient which is to seek or desire a powerful change in your life. How does that relate to you?
1: suppose that word really resonates with me from a pretty young age. Um, I was going to be 16, finished my Leaving Cert. So for anybody listening who's not familiar with the Irish education system, it's like the A-levels in England or like your finals in other countries uh, before you go to university. And um, I wanted to, to go to England, to leave Ireland and to head to England and that's exactly what I did. Um, I went to Liverpool to study my undergrad and then I lived there for, lived and worked there for many years, then headed to Carlisle um, to do my postgrad and teaching. And then, of course, after three years of teaching in England, I gave up a permanent post and uh, headed, headed across halfway across the world to Abu Dhabi um, to enhance my life experience really. I never really wanted to change a whole lot about my life. I just wanted to add to it. Um, I feel like if you change your whole life and it's kinda you've never been true to yourself. So I just wanted to enhance different parts of my life and broaden my mind
0: and and learn about new cultures and, and things like that. That's a nice way to look at it as well. Not having to change your life, but to find something to add to it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like if you have a favourite recipe. But if you add salt and pepper it might
1: be a bit better Mm -hmm. you know add a bit of spice here and there so you were content anyway with where you were in life I was very content yeah yeah. i was very happy within myself and you know in my career and everything and i just wanted to enhance that
0: Hmm. yeah so how did you actually come to
1: be in abu dhabi what was the process there um so when i left university i got a job in a special needs school my undergrad is in education and special needs I kind of thought that that would be a a selling point on a CV to get a job, be a bit more employable. So I got a job in a special needs school um, and my first two years were great. I had a moderate learning difficulty class and I had about nine children and they were all, um, you know, weaker than national curriculum level but weren't profound in any way. So it was was pretty plain sailing. The third year um, was a very difficult year for me. I taught um, three kids with cerebral palsy, um, a blind girl, a deaf girl, and I found it extremely challenging to be the teacher in the room because you have um, the kids in with one-to-ones and of course, you know, the nail lands on the teacher's head mm-hmm. always, you know, and if they don't follow protocol, I'm the one responsible basically. So I, I find that really difficult to, to kind of be a manager at that time. I was straight, you know, it was my third year I wasn't so confident in teaching the, the kids with these profound difficulties. Um, lovely children, and they melt your heart, but very, very challenging at the same time. Um, so when you have a, challenge of, a new challenge of, you know, teaching these children and, you know, helping them to achieve their outcomes, but then you have staff who are kind of like, I know better, and maybe they did, I don't know. You know, that's, you know, everyone has their own ideas and their own heads, mm-hmm. Um, but I, I kind of felt then I was kind of drowning a bit and I was hating getting up in the morning going to work so it came to March, April time and I had a friend of mine had worked in Dubai a couple of years prior to that and it had always been in my mind but I always I was in a bit of debt and I thought I had to pay off the debt first to be able then to move a clean slate but in actual fact I moved with the debt anyway right. um, I, I went to London I had got the interview I think it was um, Teach Away or Teach Anywhere. One of the two of those that I ha- was conversing with. And they got me an interview in London. I I made the last batch of interviews for that year. Wow. It was kind of meant to be. And I got the bus to London. I was pretty broke. Um, I got the, what is it, six, six or seven hour bus to London. Jesus. Um And yeah, stayed overnight with Adrian's cousin. And um, yeah, had the interview the next day. And was only within like two or three days I had the news that I'd got the job I was absolutely wow. delighted now I have to say I was over the moon and then that was in the May and then in the July uh, I'd you know finished up school and then August I think it was August 18th 18th or 19th 2013 we made the move wow mm-hmm. yeah never looked back yeah
0: yeah I love that as well where you made the last batch
1: yeah of interviews. It was the last batch, and it was so strange because it was loads of Irish in the room, and it was, it was, it was a really buzz atmosphere, and everyone was there for like the best experience, and you know the ever was there was like it turned up as their higher self, and you know, but everyone was very friendly, and it was just a lovely atmosphere, you know, like I said in the room, and everybody was kind of cheering everybody else on oh and yeah. it was so nice and they were kind of like interviewing each other before you went in and oh, what questions did you prepare and what did you prepare and what do you think i'll come up and do you know anybody over there and it was just full of excitement yeah yeah it was it was, it was a cool atmosphere and then obviously we'd made like this wee whatsapp group and um all on the facebook group at the time as well um the adec hopefuls <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my
1: god stop yeah uh-huh. wow yeah and they were like did you get your letter did you get your letter and the whole thing was just blown up within a couple of days. And I think in a good 95% of the people that were at that interview, I seen in the airport, when, when in the Intercontinental, when I landed. No, I landed different to everybody else that was in my group because I said 90%, 90% of them were, a good, I'd say 80% of the group were Irish. and mm-hmm. um, But I was coming from England. Right. There was only another one girl and one guy in my plane that were coming over. The rest, we landed at the Intercontinental and this group of 40 or 50 Irish Um, and we were very lucky we got to live there for six weeks in the intercontinental like it was just a dream come true were they building your apartments yes the beach beach tower i still live in um i walked in and they were laying like the last couple of tiles so it was brand spanking new when i walked in wow i couldn't i just couldn't believe that this was happening to be honest i was like this is so surreal
0: yeah yeah Yeah, the same thing happened to us in 2012. Mm -hmm. We were put in, oh my God, I won't hijack this, but we were put on a bus when we got to the airport and put into the city. We thought our school was in the city. Oh, right. Oh, but it wasn't. Our school was in Massafa. Oh, that's a whole (laughs) different ballgame. That's a whole different ballgame. Yeah. And I remember we were told just like, we were just literally bust into the city, into the Royal International Hotel. Do you know next to... uh, uh, where the Sambero brunches, is. The oh Mexican yes, brunch. the Mexican. Right next to there. Right? Right, right in right. the heart of it? Oh, right in the heart of the city. And we were like, mm-hmm. oh my God, we're in the middle of the city. This is cool. We were put up for two weeks. Oh, right. Because they were finishing building our apartments. And then wow. we were shipped out. So when you came with
1: Attic at the time, it's a bit like coming with the ministry now, or uh, Emirates School Establishment. You don't actually know where you're going to be placed. Yeah, you get Even the letter. We knew we were going to be in Abu Dhabi. Emirates. Emirate. you could have been in alain you could have been western in region western region murfa mm. i was just completely blessed that i got the city um but my school was in alwathba which is maybe just under halfway to Al- alain yeah. um and it was a great experience out there i was there for four years it was the one of the best experiences tough year to start but then it, it, it got into like this is a pretty cool place. Very, mm-hmm. very steeped in culture mm-hmm. um, where the kids would bring in camel milk and, you know, the camel would come in for national day into the school yeah, and a yeah. bit of crack, like, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah, lovely
0: to be a part of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. So for you then, so I suppose we've just spoken about how you became um, an expat, but then did you have a plan when you landed here? Yeah. Funny enough, <laughs> I had...
1: Uh, my husband and I had a five year plan pay off the debt um, and then save a bit and head to Australia Um, I think Australia was always in the plan because you know you have the security of the citizenship that you don't have here Mm -hmm. Um, and maybe you know of building a life like a more secure life than you have here Mm -hmm. Um, you know you don't have the 100% security here because you you don't know from one year to the next if you have a job. We get to know about our contracts on the very last day, which is kind of nerve-wracking. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, if you've had a good appraisal, you know, you're, you're kind of anticipating that, that new contract. But again, you never know. Yeah. Um, life throws its curveballs at you at times, and I think you just have to roll with it and
0: take... So that's very much for kind of... You're in the public system, right? Yeah, in yeah. the public system. So it's the very last day. It's the very last day. My God. That's been the last now a good couple of years. Yeah. Um, that's hard
1: but, yeah to predict where you're going to be it is yeah, yeah it is hard mm. but you know it's it's a great place to work And you know when you get to work with all the local kids and expat Arabs and actually in my class there a couple of weeks ago we were talking about nationalities um, you know people around the world and what jobs they had and stuff and in my class there was 10 nationalities including myself wow that's pretty cool yeah ranging from obviously Emirati, Irish Sudanese Uh, Iraqi uh, Palestinian Syrian uh, Egyptian Jordanian and a couple more like that just blows my mind Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. how these kids all function perfectly well through English because a lot of their subjects are taught through the medium of English these days in the public sector schools Right yeah Mm -hmm. yeah.
0: Didn't they used to have uh, an Arabic teacher in the room or is that only for I KG? I think that's only for KG, right? Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So
1: I've I'm grade five that. at the minute in middle school. Um, right. something that Irish listeners are maybe might not be, you know, accustomed to. Um, so it's like their high school is built is broken into two. So you have a middle school grades five through eight, and then nine through twelve is high school. Okay. Or secondary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So just for the listeners, how old are the grade fives? They're like um, eleven, twelve. About 12? eleven. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they're yeah. great crack, yeah. So full of fun and devilment. Oh, I love it. Mm-hmm. Do you teach all boys? All boys, I've only wow. ever taught boys here. Wow, yeah, I've never taught girls. I love the lads, though. Yeah, they're you know, fall out one minute and friends the next minute I think that's you know, boys are like so resilient, aren't they? Mm-hmm. They never hold grudges, <laughs> yeah. They don't, <laughs> <laughs> they don't, no, no, you know, whereas with the girls, they, girls there's no, all I this, can history it's a different story, <laughs> <laughs> you know, girls are. Oh. Yeah, they tend to hold on to things a wee bit longer. Yeah. Uh-huh.
0: yeah. yeah. So so tell us then, you had the plan of Australia. I had the plan of Australia, yeah.
1: and I just loved it here. I just loved the, the culture, the lifestyle. You know, the location on the map, really, is key. I love travelling. I've travelled so much since I've been here. You know, 20-plus countries, maybe more, since I've been here. Yeah. I'm currently at 48, country 48, and... I don't think I would ever have, you know, had the mindset that I have, have not been here. The gratitude, the, 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 you know, the open-mindedness that I've had since I've come here. I don't think I would have been
0: the same person that I am right now, had I not ever made the move here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there is an open-mindedness here where... Huge open-mindedness. Yeah. yeah. And and it's so deceiving because people don't see it until they move here. Yeah,
1: and it's so frustrating as well. You think, oh my god, you live over there? I'm like, what do you mean over there? It's like, have you ever been? You know, do you know anything like realistically about it? It's mm. it's unbelievable. The Armadi people are so open. They're so like the Irish in so a way. So like
0: the Irish. You know, like,
1: after yes. Mass on a Sunday, you go to visit your or your in-laws, so family-orientated. Here, Friday is the holy day. I know now it's a half-day working day since the weekend changed there a couple of months ago. It's still very much a family-centred day. Um, you know, in an Irish house, you'll always walk in and there'll always be the kettle on the boil, as Daniel Donald would say. Um, <laughs> and, you know, you're always get a bite of dinner at... Uh, that always a spare seat at the table. Mm-hmm. Here you walk in, they literally cannot do enough for you. Yeah, they can't. They literally sit down, food. What, what, what do you need?
0: Like it's haram to say no. It oh, completely. Yeah. 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 Uh, you know it's, You can't say you no. You can't say no. Yeah, you can. no. 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 So yeah.
1: you know it's it's so open. Look at where this country has come in fifty years. Mm-hmm. Look at the vision they had. You know. Tell me, name another country that has their vision. Has their mindset has will not take no for an answer in terms of we cannot do it. Everything is we can. Yeah. Everything is positive. Yeah. You know, Mohammed bin Zayed is the new president, and you know he's just so humble. I think in his way, mm-hmm. and you know you see him with his own kids and out and in, in public, and he's lovely. And then you've got Mohammed bin Rashid in Dubai <clears throat> Expo was. Like, huge.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, even the plan for Expo, right down to the wee passports that you got.
0: Mm.
1: And all the kids from the public schools, private schools, they were all invited multiple times. It was fully inclusive. Mm -hmm. And also, here, I do really like the way that, you know, people with special needs, they're called people of determination. Yes. I love that. You know, it's a very inclusive society. (laughs) And the narrow-minded people that have never visited, that have got their little conspiracies about here they really should come and, and really see for themselves how brilliant of a place it is
0: yeah mm-hmm. and yeah like you said when that came out a few years ago when they said they launched the people of determination yeah initiative and they they were promoting that name it was yeah it was a very innovative way of looking yeah, at it and it's empowering so po- yeah so yeah. empowering
1: yeah. to it people it gives
0: them more uh, power yeah exactly
1: yeah and it's you know and you know in part of our curriculum we learn about people of determination um you know uh, we learn about um you know the olympics and things like that and you know pe- real people are included in that mm-hmm. from the emirates and you know it's just lovely to see that and that they recognize that from such a young age that they're called people of determination and you know it's an inclusive society and it's really important i think for you know for your values and your morals instilling that in your young people in your country absolutely Mm -hmm. and they
0: really are they're making that push first huge push yeah yeah Yeah.
1: huge you know and they've got like initiatives for the the buggies to get onto the beach if you have a wheelchair and i mean there's so many things here that are so inclusive yeah i agree yeah i like that
0: yeah no i like i like how you have that perspective you know because i think we all get washed up in the, the busyness of life here yeah. you know and we forget mm. the bigger picture sometimes yeah,
1: yeah. I Think think yeah, if you want to live here long term
0: and I do I
1: want to live here for as long as God graces me with you know a contract uh, and you know I'm, I'm happy out um, so you have to keep the bigger picture in mind and it's not always about the next brunch or the next whatever it's kind of about building building yourself here making your own mark and and living, you know, your life full of the opportunities that you that might arise here for you or that you make yourself. Because mm-hmm. life is full of opportunity
0: here, I think. Oh, my God. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But with that point of it being full of opportunity, when people come here and they see that there's a gap in the market and there isn't some, something specific here, absolutely that is your golden opportunity yeah you know
1: and at the minute the, the new visa system is unbelievable
0: mm-hmm.
1: you can now get a freelance license for under 1500 dirhams which is under 350 euros
0: yeah like
1: that's bananas yeah you know and you know
0: they are opening up to like freelancers huge, or remote working unbelievable yeah. Dubai has really become a remote working Massive. hub hasn't it? Yeah. yeah there's even a
1: place in Abu Dhabi that you can go and you know the the shared workspace and it's just becoming so cosmopolitan here. Mm. It really it's changed so much so, from yeah. when you and I both came. Yeah. You're ten years. I'm nine. So pretty similar time, but
0: it, mm. the growth is unbelievable. It is. It really, really is. Yeah. yeah. It is absolutely insane. One note I would say though to remote workers, it's a high cost of living. It is if yes. you're going to be a remote worker.
1: The only thing is, I've never been to a country or cities, Dubai and Abu Dhabi, that offer so many discounts. Yes, we said yes, yes, yes. Yes. Yeah. You've got The Entertainer, Zomato Pro, Talibat Pro, uh, Best Bites that have the Facebook group and then you can buy their their promotional things. You've got Groupon, uh, Groupon uh, Do Join, um, the list's endless yeah. and you get two for one and five-star restaurants, five-star hotels, including the Rosewood, the Four Seasons. So a lot of, like, the lifestyle is
0: expensive, but you can definitely get deals. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. True. That's true. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So for you, were there any moments of self-doubt when you had come? Uh,
1: I would... I. I didn't let their self-doubt creep in. Mm-hmm. I was so focused on making it work that I didn't even think sideways about any self-doubt. It it, it just wasn't in the plan at all. It, it, it just wasn't on my agenda mm-hmm. and it wasn't going to happen. I would have done anything to make it work. Yeah. Yeah. I was a bit like that at uni as well. I wasn't the, the greatest writer, so I had to work really hard at uni to get the degree and then I got the postgrad and I had to work really hard at that too and where some people could land in the library and do an essay in an hour I'd have to do it in two weeks so if I put my mind to something and focus nothing will deter me from from getting what I want yeah. um, because I think I also put a lot of pressure on myself Um, and if I didn't get it I'd be very hard on myself that kind of way so there was really no, uh, there was no waver. I, I just had to, I had, no matter how I was kind of feeling, you know, of course you have days that you're like, oh God, is it? Right, shift the mindset. Today's gonna be great. Today might be difficult, but you know what? At 1.15 when the kids go home, you're into like a whole, your own day then, you know, you get to do what, what you want with the rest of the day and just because you have a bad moment in a day doesn't make all the day bad, you know. So you, there was so I I couldn't let the self doubt creep in. Yeah. No, I love that because you were negotiable. so focused. Yeah, so yeah. focused. I had literally had to make it work. My husband didn't have a job for the first year, um, which I think he found a lot of pressure from. I didn't mind. We we both knew that coming over, so we we kind of had to to make it work. And yeah, there was there was a couple of moments in like the first term we thought oh you know with school it was quite far away it was the early mornings were very different to what we were used to yeah. I was getting up at half five in the morning I was leaving about ten past six to get to school for seven but you know all those things were a learning curve
0: mm-hmm.
1: and yeah I think if you let self-doubt creep in it can really take over and you know when you're trying to manifest a life and build a life that you really want and you desire then you have really got to be, have harsh boundaries for your, your thinking,
0: your, yeah, your daily thoughts. Yeah. It's absolutely. very important. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's that discipline, isn't it? It's like, yeah. Discipline actually equals freedom. Yes. You know, I'd be a very
1: much an overthinker about everything, but when I set my mind to that this is non-negotiable, this is the life I want and by July, this is what I want to have achieved. And if I don't tick off one thing on that, like that vision board, then I'd be a bit disappointed in myself and I don't ever want to be disappointed and leave a stone
0: unturned that I didn't do so that I couldn't achieve the life that I anticipated. And that motivation, does that come from when you were very young? Um, it kind of comes from, I grew up in a family with multiple
1: businesses, so I would have to work from very young. Um, and my grandmother, my Nana, she was a, like a workaholic. Um, although she did say to me on her final days if I knew then what I know now I maybe wouldn't have worked as hard right. you know I would have worked smarter um, and did things a little bit different but yeah I was a very independent teenager I would have worked in our newsagent shop cafe um, maybe in the daytime uh, weekends and then uh, we had a bar as well um, I would work there in the weekends at the evening time or night time and we've been very self-sufficient with my money, yeah. So you learned
0: very young about learned business. Very young about being exposed to business. It.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, and I loved it. I loved the thrill of, you know, I I, I love the shop, you know, meeting all the people and, um, you know, the older, you know, members of the community and you know just everybody, you know, mm-hmm. chatting and and then so the shop and then the post office moved in a while later at the back and then the cafe was kind of in the other side of it so my nana was down there working you know like what 50 metres away Mm -hmm. um, and me and her were best mates Um, she was she was a a gem now Um, but it was just it really set me up for life yeah big time That, that determination of you know having my own money and you know spending it on what I wanted and saving what I wanted and stuff it really helped me.
0: And it just, it's a testament to, you know, your family from that young of an age that you were exposed to something. Yeah. So, like, how do I say? Um, In one way,
1: portion of a chance, at, like, didn't really have a, a choice because everybody was at work. Yes. So there was nobody at home. Right. So... That's how you, you saw your family. Yeah. 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 So now I would go into the post office after school and do my homework. And then I would, like, go and stack shelves in the shop or whatever. But I guess and maybe one negative was we never really had a whole lot of family time, you know. And then I lived with my grandparents. Um, and my granddad was a, a farmer, so he'd been away really early. And then my nana, she started work at, like, you know, half seven in the post office. So morning time, there was no no huge family time for, you know, dinners and weekends off and things like that. that was I suppose that's one negative or disadvantage really you know it all looks great on the outside and and everything but you know I
0: suppose there might have been a couple of things lacking there as well yeah mm. but you know what to be fair there's always there's no perfect family unit absolutely you no know? no like people might be listening to you and thinking oh my god like to be exposed at such a young age at like business models and how to yeah. manage money mm-hmm. and budget and it's got you to where you are today absolutely but i'm sure yeah. then there's other people that are thinking differently but it's just yeah isn't it? It's just so funny how it's people just, have different yeah. ways of yeah. growing up, yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and no ways
1: right or wrong. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No exactly. way, You know, I'm not better than you because I did this, or you're not any worse off with of me because you didn't do that mm-hmm. or have a teenage job or whatever. I mean, I thrived off it. I, I got a huge buzz off. You know, especially in like later years. You know, in the bar, um, it was just great. The buzz of like a busy Saturday night, live band playing you're basically out singing bopping along you're serving customers yeah. and you get paid at the end of the night
0: <laughs> it's a win <win-win>. win <laughs> what's wrong with that you don't have the ADCV text alerts telling you how Absolutely. much you spent <laughs> <laughs> oh no I love it yeah. I love it so for you Kiva on like on your journey so far like talk us to a little bit about your travels
1: oh god um, my first year here I was flat broke at the end of basically trying to pay off the debt and stuff and Adrian and I thought you know what we're still going to go on holiday and at that time ADEC the Abu Dhabi Education Council gave us flight allowance and would have been a pretty decent amount we thought you know what we're going to go away for four weeks to Southeast Asia, Thailand, Cambodia and Vietnam and to be fair he made an unreal job of the itinerary we, we were literally on the move frequently, but it was amazing. Um, so I caught the travel bug immediately and thought, wow, this is what it's all about. This I've learned so much. I've tried loads of new food. I've met so many new people. I've seen wonders of the world. Anger what was wow. You know, I had so much fun and yeah, the travel bug was was well and truly caught there. And then ever since that, I think a lot of, most teacher holidays and then summers, we've gone traveling. Um, yeah, so like there in 2021 alone, so we did Greece for the summer. And we island hopped, you know, mm-hmm. all about like Mykonos and Santorini and Paros and Antipar, like all the islands. And we had an absolute ball. And then within a couple of weeks, really, um, so in November, we went to Kiev, in Ukraine and strangely enough we went to Moscow before Christmas I remember seeing this in your Instagram yeah and and you know it's very sad what's happening there now yeah. in Ukraine and then you know since that we've been to Georgia this spring break Georgia and um, Armenia and then we had a long Eid mm-hmm. so we went away again went to Azerbaijan so and it's great these days because we have uh, Wazir who are now uh, function out of Abu Dhabi um, and it's wonderful because they have pretty decent flights mm-hmm. um, and they're decently cheap and like can, the Ryanair of, yes, of the Gulf. It is yeah. <laughs> yeah and you know you can kind of and it's great with the the four and a half day a week you know I finish school before midday on you know on a Friday so you can be at the airport you know by 2pm by and away you go and then back on a Sunday night if if you know if the flight's available so you can literally you know p- pop and it's such a good location here you're you know you're you're right in the center of a lot of really cool places it's the epicenter as yeah actually. it's and not not too far of a flight either you know and i think i used to think you know flying from ireland to the canaries or england to the canaries was oh my god it was so far it was 4 hours but now a 4 hour flight's like nothing
0: mm-hmm. you
1: know you just get so used to flying
0: yeah
1: um so yeah if someone said to me there's a 4 or 5 hour flight do you want to go
0: tomorrow? Absolutely. Me yeah. In. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be the same. Yeah. But it's it's funny, you do, you, you grow accustomed to it, don't you? And, yeah. And because we're in the epicentre of a hub of travel. Huge, yeah. You become so used to the travel time mm-hmm. and nothing is too is nothing. too much. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: You definitely become accustomed to it. And, and it's kind of that buzz, isn't it? It's like, mm-hmm. oh, I wonder what this place is going to be like. Or, you know, because there's only so much you can read online or see pictures of. Because we all know Instagram is everybody's highlight reel um and not particularly real life um and of, you know there's a lot of edits done um on instagram and you know but to be in that place to get lost in that city to just walk for hours and hours there's nothing quite like it for me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what's your favorite place so far oh gosh um loved palestine jerusalem was unbelievable um loved south africa zimbabwe was so impressive so zambia uh love zanzibar america took me by surprise i quite enjoyed we did a road trip from um la all the way up to san fran loved it uh thailand cambodia hong kong wow what a place gorgeous yeah i didn't like
0: hong kong didn't you yeah
1: i fell in love with hong kong did you yeah i did i was there on my honeymoon Mm-hmm.
0: talk us through the honeymoon as well there's a story there isn't there talk us <laughs> through
1: the wedding first then the honeymoon oh god so we got engaged in 2012 and then obviously we got the job here well I got the job here in 2013 we weren't married so we decided it to Elope we were like "Mom for the crack I, I kind of didn't want to come and disrespect the the culture and I, you know I was going to be working in the public sector with a lot of Emiratis and I, I didn't want to lie to them um so I yeah we got married uh we got married at quarter past eleven in the morning in Liverpool in St George's Hall. We only lived around the corner it was wild handy. Um, gorgeous sunny day. Um, and then we went bowling. Love and that. we went for a meal a restaurant. A meal in um there was a couple of my friends there, um and we had an absolute ball and then we had our Irish church wedding then in two thousand sixteen. Right. For, and for that for that Irish wedding, we had did a seven-country honeymoon. Yeah. Wow. So we had a pretty small wedding. Um, so you could and, have a nice honeymoon. So we could have a nice honeymoon, yeah. And, you know, there might be one element of the wedding that I kind of regret that I didn't have my friends there that I went to school with. Um, even though we don't keep in touch, you know, like, every week or anything. But, like, mm-hmm. when you go home, they're kind of always there, you know, the, those girls have, have been very good to me, you know, always and and uh maybe I maybe I that was a mistake I made. But the venue that I really wanted to have it in only held a hundred. So I was really tied. Um and maybe luckily for Hadrian that I don't have any siblings. Um I have a very, very small family. I think out of the hundred I think I had maybe twenty. Wow. Yeah. And he had the rest. Not that he's a massive family or anything, but like ext- like, uncles and aunties and, mm, yeah. you know, and then they have kids. Um, But, yeah. So, yeah, we headed up Two days after the wedding, then we headed off on the, the big adventure. So what how, what entailed of the big adventure of seven uh, countries? Yeah, we started in Tokyo.
0: God, Japan. Wow. I haven't been there yet.
1: Gorgeous. Okay. So super clean. Very friendly. <laughs> great crack. They all go seem to go for drinks after dinner or or, sorry after work, and uh, the crack does be great now walking around the streets and it's just so futuristic it's class. Then we went to Seoul, South Korea, then to uh, Beijing. We were there for my thirtieth, and we went to the Great Wall and phenomenal, absolutely beautiful. Then to Shanghai, then to Hong Kong. India and Sri Lanka. Wow! Yeah, amazing. Really, really gorgeous. That's such a cool trip. Yeah, we had a ball. Really what was good. your highlight of that? Um, I couldn't pick one. It's all like I've got such good memories in all Each of them. Each one, yeah. It's yeah. so hard, isn't it? Yeah. And the fact that like you know you're there with your best friend and you're literally just getting lost in cities and you don't have any huge agenda and you're just there to experience everything you know what I really like to do going on on trips is to like kind of go chat to the locals, um, go to wee cafes or like what seem to be local areas and try and chat to them. Now that was pretty hard in China because nobody speaks any English at all. Um, Even with Google Translate, I find that quite hard. (laughs) Yeah, nobody wanted to converse at all. Yeah, that was very tricky.
0: Wow, yeah. So how did you get around? Did you have to learn Chinese? No, Mandarin, is it? No. Sorry, Mandarin. Yeah, Mandarin, yeah. No, we were, We walked a lot. Okay, right. Google Maps you was your steps. best friend.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, Google Maps was our best friend. Um, and I mean, a couple of the Uber drivers or whatever app they use there, they, they were. some of them were willing to kind of look at whatever we were saying. Uh, but then, of course, they didn't have the Chinese... A keyboard on my phone so it was kind of hard for them to write back and yeah it was a, it was a bundle of laughs put it like that oh wow yeah that does sound like fun yeah mm-hmm. it's like the blind leading the blind the blind
0: lead the blind <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to be flying the wall for that oh, trip quirky. oh stuff. yeah so for you along the way then you know were there any tools you used then to help you settle in um I do love a good
1: gratitude journal um I think it's really important um, you know, to affirm the life that you want or, you know, find that very grounding um and not to get caught up in the the whole hype of the place, you know, the brunches and things like that. I, I you know, the tools were like, you know, talking to people and, you know, try I I have a lot of like Emirati friends. They were they are a very good tool to have, if that's the way you want to put it. You know, they're they're very helpful and um, mindful like you're far away from your family and anything you need they are literally willing to help you at any time with a drop of a hat mm-hmm. um and then just you know the the group of people that you worked with because at that time my first year there was a lot of expat teachers in my school a lot of Irish but now I'm the only western girl in my school so the tools are have kind of changed you know like having routines and stuff like that really helped me like a, like a morning routine and uh you know making sure i get out there to to release my mind of of anything that's you know work related or just to have some free time you know yeah and i do love a good podcast i do love listening to the nova coach um <laughs> i love listening to your man steven he's very good Stephen bartlett yeah. yeah um i there's a lot of like good people i like to listen to i like to listen to podcasts I like to kind of uh, meditate or you know get ideas from or learn stuff you know i'm not really one to listen to the radio on the way to work in the morning i'm kind of listening to like a motivation mindset podcast or um like a youtube video on the way to work or something so i think those things really set you up for the day and another tool for me is not to just get up and you know have a shower brush teeth get out the door and go to work i think i have to have that wee bit of uh you know pleasing myself in the morning and doing something that I like and not just getting up and going to work. That morning routine is very, very, you know, it really sets me up for the day. Absolutely. Filling your own cup. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: Absolutely. So important. Yeah,
1: so important for me.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. So was there a moment then where you were like, okay, this is it, Adrian, we're staying
1: no we never had the discussion you know really no just okay. one year was into the next year mm. and, and he'd got like a, a nice job with um a company here he was an office manager and then that finished up and then a couple of months later he got a job um with um a lovely gentleman called Richard and he really is a gentleman and he helped Adrian so much um and then he moved away but they're still very close and they work in close proximity so there's never been a point where like it's gone sour or south for us here Mm -hmm. it's all been you know positively growing and we've never had that like stunted growth or anything nothing's plateaued it's always been on the upward upward spiral yeah steps Mm -hmm. oh mashallah let it continue yeah inshallah yeah you know we we really are abundant here full of abundance and Mm. i think the more grateful you are and the more susceptible or open you are the more you get you know and actually if you just turn around and look at what you have here holy moly you have we have more than we ever anticipated Mm -hmm. to be honest absolutely really is you know you kind of take things for granted and even in western countries you take things for granted too you know anything down from your first sip of tea in the morning to your, you know, the bed that you get out of, your hot water for your shower, you know, people around you, your phone, like everything, you you can take that for granted, but you, you really shouldn't.
0: Mm-hmm. We do, we have so much. We so much so much. We do, Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. And I suppose that things happening in the world right now do put that in perspective Huge as well. perspective, yeah, you know. Yeah. You know what, mm, the bubble might burst sometime but
1: you know you always have that like rainy day fund as well and mm. you know you've got to set yourself up because nobody's going to create the life for you you've really got to put steps in to create your own life and your own destiny mm. you know i say live limit live limitlessly because you don't know tomorrow's not guaranteed to nobody and if you don't make the best of today or heaven forbid you get a bad diagnosis you know in the near future or whatever you'll have a lot of what ifs but if you get up every day and, you know, you're you're happy and, you know, you, you savour every moment that's happy and you, so what else more
0: do you want? Absolutely. Yeah. That is, that's that's the, what everyone, like especially when you talk about Stephen Bartlett's podcast, mm-hmm. everything comes down to inner happiness. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter how much money all these people have. Yep. Everything they talk about is, mm-hmm. they... They either got to the top of the mountain, yeah, and they achieved their financial goal, and they weren't happy, yeah, and they had to work on their inner Absolutely, inner happiness. Yeah,
1: thing, yeah. it's so yeah. important, you know. Mm. Um, and like as I said, you know, Instagram is only a highlight reel, and so many people focus on Instagram these days. And you know, I think you have to take the step back and look at the bigger picture. Nobody puts their bad days on there. Yeah. Nobody puts their low moments on there. Nobody puts their losses on there it's all wins and happy moments. So, you know, not everybody's life is as perfect as it seems online at times. And you really have to take that into consideration when you're
0: when you're digesting all this content. So for you then, um, how have you used this opportunity for growth in your life? Um,
1: well, I came here as a teacher and um, I've often had helped out in schools with the SEN knowledge. Um, SEN's my background and my, my undergrad degree um, and it's been really nice to kind of like help with the inclusion in schools and stuff and then I got appointed to be a lead teacher two years, this is my third year now um, so I actually got changed, moved, my school closed, um, it was gorgeous We school, I got moved to the city after Alwathba and then the school closed down to change to another school and I got moved to this school that I'm in now that I really like actually, I really enjoy working there. Um, my vice principal and principal are two wee dotes they're just lovely females again um and they have brought so many good things to the school um but I got appointed lead teacher which is kind of like a head of faculty for English um so that was a a huge step up for me and a you know growth in my career but of course at any time I can just go back to being a normal teacher and that'll be fine too because I can you know put what I've learned into my own class and stuff and I still do teach classes you know I I have three classes at the minute myself um so I, I really like that the growth in my career and then um I'm just about to start a company or build a brand um so yeah I'm not gonna give too much away about it but uh you know it's to hopefully seamlessly connect um and develop all aspects of life to instill confidence for people to grow stronger, to know your own value and your worth, you know, to dictate where you want to go in your life. That's what I hope to do with the brand.
0: And it's, and it's in the early stages, which you have shared. Very, very way. early stages, yeah. yeah. But I'm so excited for you. Yeah,
1: I kind of feel like this company could really, really benefit teenagers on their life. And, and I'm hoping to go with the younger kids as well. You know, know your self-worth and know that anything is achievable that you put your mind to um I think you know in smaller communities maybe you know they're not as open or you know they're not they don't know so much about the world or what they could do you know I know when I was at school it was like you know the generic jobs teacher or you know nurse or doctor or whatever but there's so much more out there so I really want you to think about you know what you what your passion is what do you like doing? What are you good at? And where can that take you? Absolutely, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: And it's so important to to foster and nurture that natural um, intuition or purpose that's within the child and the teenager. Absolutely. Because it can get contaminated. Yeah. And
1: especially since COVID, there's been so much online learning and no face-to-face, no communication skills. Confidence is lower, you know, because these children haven't seen people are being detached from, you know, working as a team in the classroom, you know, being confident enough to answer a question and get it wrong. You know, it doesn't matter. You just need to have the confidence to do it. And that's what I hope to instill with this, this brand.
0: Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
1: And I'm it's so obviously, you know, it. my career helps it as well. You know, I work with children. I'm a teacher. And I absolutely love my job. I really love my job. I love going in. No two days are the same the crack with the kids is great they lift you up I mean they tear you down too don't get me wrong <laughs> <laughs> you know sometimes you a bit frustrating um, but you know when they when when that penny drops with them or, like that just is so fulfilling to me you know it's it's just like it's so heartwarming I think and and they're so innocent they're lovely and yeah I just yeah I think it'll
0: be a good match yeah I'm excited for you hmm. I Shall really it? am I can't wait to see it like on its and way look, yeah. nothing ventured, nothing gained absolutely yeah and yes. if it
1: goes great I'm delighted and hopefully it'll go further afield and um, and if it doesn't well I tried you tried yeah, exactly and there's no shame in that no. I don't think you know I think a lot of people don't want to try and put themselves out there um, because they're afraid of what everybody else will say and to be honest I'm not really bothered what people mm-hmm. say it's yeah. it's not that's I don't care about people's opinions. I'll take them on board and stuff. I just said if I don't do this myself, then I'll always wonder what if. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what if is painful to live with. It is, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think it's an hour
0: and never. Oh, I'm so excited <laughs> for you, girl! I can't. I'm so, like I'm sitting on my hands not to say anymore because I know I've, obviously you've told me a little bit more, but I'm very excited. So mm-hmm. the listeners. Watch this space. That's it. And make sure you've got your notifications turned on for Kiva Forker's Instagram. Yeah. I'll share that at the end as well. Um, okay, so tell me, before we go into our quick fire round, what lessons have you learned from your time here so far? Nothing ventured, nothing gained. Put yourself out there. Go for that job
1: interview. Do what makes you happy. And, you know, don't leave... Any stone unturned because if you do, you'll regret it. If I never went for that interview, I wouldn't be here and I wouldn't have the life experiences that I've had. I wouldn't have traveled. I'd probably be still stuck in a lot of debt. Do it. And look, if you move to the Middle East or you move to Australia or move wherever it is you want to go and it doesn't work out, home will always be there. You know, you can always go back to your own life. And as you were saying about Novatorian, you know, Add to your life. Don't fully change it. Mm. You know, everything isn't as bad as it seems at the time and if you add a couple of wee different ingredients in, it might turn out better than you ever anticipated.
0: I love that. So well put. Do you mind me asking, because we did talk about this in the previous episode, (laughs) (laughs) how do you deal with the transient um, culture we have here is culture the right word the transient environment we live in it's very transient yeah um I suppose
1: I'm not very good at putting myself out there in terms of like making friends or anything so I have like a select few people here that you know I have known for a good few years and you know I I probably should I know I was looking at you doing chicks and sticks and that looks great crack. And oh, the golfing. The yeah. golfing and things like that. But then I'm very busy. I do already have a, a side hustle job that I'm quite late in from the evening. Um, so maybe I could anticipate doing something like that. But I think if you're, you know, looking and you're, you're kind of like stuck in a rut, um, there's so many things you can do here like chicks and sticks, the golf, or, you know, there's a lot of clubs and stuff. And there's a group on Facebook called We Meet, or meet up. I can't remember what it's called, but there's things like that, and you can meet people. Um, you but your interests in and what what you're, uh, what you like. No, I've not done that personally myself. So I kind of, I'd be very much keep myself to myself anyhow. And then the friends that I do have, just kind of stick with them. And if they leave, I don't really try to replace them so much. Mm-hmm. I'm, ha- I'm quite happy in my own kind of company. Um, and then as I said, you know we've got friends up in Dubai up there at weekends uh, my brother and sister-in-law are moving back out they moved here they lived here before and then they went home and then they're moving back out so wow. it'll be lovely to have some family here are they moving to Abu Dhabi or Dubai? to Rasachama
0: oh right yeah. mhm
1: sorry say that again who's b- your my husband's brother Hus- I thought you said your brother my sorry my brother-in-law yeah because yeah, I knew you were uh, I'm an brothers. only child yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, it will be lovely wow. to have them over again and they've got two gorgeous kids and one of them's my goddaughter, oh, Alia, Kiva. she's dope, and Aidan. Um, yeah, so I'm really excited to have them back. Um, and then, you know, it can be challenging at times, but I think a, there's a lot of acquaintances you meet here, mm-hmm. you know, and you, you get to know them and they're heading on again or whatever. So it is, it's, it's, that's maybe one challenge that I, I would say about the UAE.
0: 'Cause it I think is. people
1: don't really want to come and, you know, you know, lay bricks because you just never know with the contracts and stuff. Um, whereas, you know, Australia might be or like anywhere in Europe might be, you know, easier to set down foundations um because of the you know, the security you have there. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It always
0: comes up though, doesn't it? It does, yeah. It always peaks its head, even mm-hmm. when I'm coaching clients. Yeah. It's like and I noticed like such a contrast in Coaching clients from Australia to here, yeah, and the clients in Australia they had a goal to work towards, yes, by gaining citizenship, yeah. Whereas the clients I work with here, there's always that question every year: Mm -hmm. Am I going to sign on again? Yeah, am I going to? I think
1: the thing with the golden visas might be helpful. I don't really know Mm. how they work. Haven't looked into it to be honest. But there's a golden visa now. You can get a visa for ten years, Um, so maybe you know that might be some kind of security you get here you know the decade um and then who's to say you don't want to move after the decade anyway but then again with the citizenship you can go and come as you please you know
0: but to be fair like you mentioned earlier the visa situation isn't that hard to come here anyway Mm -mm. so to be fair they make it very easy to get here because they know absolutely yeah, you, they don't. They don't mm-hmm. have citizenship. To be yeah. fair, yeah, and it is easy to buy property as well. It is. Yeah, yeah. It's very yeah. simple. that
1: used to be that like that. Yeah, and there was even areas in of that that you couldn't
0: buy, but they've they've done away with that rule really now. Everywhere is open for purchase. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, it's it's interesting, isn't it? To to describe it to any listener who doesn't live here. That's it. Yeah. Until you're in it, you kind of, you kind of have to to live it to understand it. To, Absolutely. To, to understand. Their traditions and
1: yeah, they're the really lovely. Ah, they are, yeah. yeah, they really
0: are. If you've not been and you're
1: listening to this podcast, book the flight, yeah, absolutely. Book the flight, too, yeah. Get on Married Bonvoy, download it, book your thing, and then you get points as well. So it's win win and happy days. You get to see somewhere that's totally different than probably you've ever been before. What did you say, Married Bonvoy? Married Bonvoy, yeah. Marriott the Marriott you know the Marriott oh, hotel Marriott. group Marriott
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm so <certain>. sorry <laughs> so Marriott the Marriott Bonvoy group yeah Bonvoy B O N V O Y yeah there's a lot okay, of amazing hotels
1: uh from the St regis to uh the courtyard uh the Marriott itself um okay loads of beautiful hotels on that and every night you stay you get status of like another night if you stay 10 nights you get silver membership. If you do 15 more, you get gold membership. Is this global? Yes. I've never heard of this before. It's unbelievable. And with gold, you get priority upgrades. You get late checkouts. All sorts of things. Oh my God. You obviously have gold. Not yet. Uh, oh really? When At the end of every year, you go down a tier. Oh. Yes. Yeah, so that's your incentive then to keep staying with them. <sighs>
0: Okay. it's like the eighty Etihad miles it is yes, yeah, yes you lose they, them too. They, expi- they expire yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah deadly deadly we'll be going a quick fire round fire yeah okay so firstly what's the first thing you notice about a person Um, body language and
1: how interested they are to talk to you you know if they you know straight into converse or they're hesitant I notice that a lot mm. yeah yeah that's a good one important that to give off first impressions
0: yeah you give off a great first impression thanks very much (laughs) (laughs) habits that have improved your life Um,
1: audiobooks uh, podcasts um, no radio in the morning or the evening and I actually don't enjoy listening to radio anymore Um, writing down my gratitude and to be fair I write down the same things a lot um, but it's still nice to give thanks and just to look around you and just see the beauty of the world. You know, it's very easy to have a busy day, busy week, month, year, whatever, and kind of take everything for granted. Um, You know, we live in such a busy lifestyle at the moment where we're like watching the TV, eating our dinner, you know, talking to friends, having a cup of tea. Whereas I think sometimes, like you were saying on your solo travel, Mm. um, episode 43, that you should... Get comfortable with going to a restaurant by yourself with no phone, with nothing, you know, and just look around and maybe you'll strike up another conversation with somebody like you said or, you know, something I think, think you need to, you know, be aware of what you're digesting into your mind. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's one of my main ones that's really helped me. Yeah. It's kind of like, right, take a step back, Had a really busy day. You know, the shower's a great place for that. Just, you know, you're washing your hair and you're thinking about whatever. You know, just think about all the things you've did that, done that day. And the thing, you know, just give thanks for it. Do you ever find in the shower you get these great ideas? Wonderful. Yeah. When I'm in the shower at half five in the morning I have the best ideas in the world. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I am the same. I wonder is that a thing because you're, you're in a state of like, I think it's a state of homeostasis, they call it, where like, you're in a sense of calm because like there's no sensory overload yeah I'm nearly sure there is a science behind it I haven't looked at my phone yet either usually there is a science behind it oh because it does there is no there definitely is because I think it brings you into that how like not fully but it does bring you into a sense of a meditative I think yeah I definitely
1: agree with you because my evening shower definitely don't have as many good ideas (laughs) I'm usually just washing the day away and getting ready to (laughs) chill out (laughs) to be fair
0: yeah yeah i do you know right sometimes i do you know when you're like getting out of the shower and you're like quick gotta write this down or gotta yeah. put this in my phone absolutely yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah, yeah. another thing that i really like to do in the morning um i don't do this all the time um but i have these um markers that you can write on the mirror or a window and, oh denise kenny burn uh, and these are ones i got in daiso okay to be fair right. um but I do love Denise well. Yeah. I actually met her in Dublin a couple of years ago. she's actually gorgeous. No way. So friendly, so nice. Aww. Such a lovely girl and what she's built and just who she is, it's it's wonderful. Yeah. Um. And you know, her husband has come such a long way with sickness and everything. It's just lovely to see people growing.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. But I would write, you know, affirmations on there and I would add them then, like, if I got in the swing of it, a couple, you know, every day that I would remember. And then my poor cleaner has to clean them. <laughs>
0: What's on your bucket list?
1: Oh God, to become a fully fledged entrepreneur, um, and just to to keep building the life that I have, and to keep traveling, and keep healthy, and um, yes, just just to keep building my life. Yeah, nothing like huge, just to be happy. I love that. Mm-hmm. Oh,
0: Keeva, I love yeah, that. Yeah, I really yeah. do want
1: to start a family soon too. And, you know, I'm an only child, so I definitely want more than one. Um, now, don't be getting any ideas, either, We're not having a football team.
0: <laughs> um, Take <note.
1: laughs> Um, You know, yeah, I definitely want to have a family and kind of build now, you know, what we've been building to give them the best in life. Yeah, but no easy way out for them either. You know, they'll, they'll put in their graph too. And oh, wow, you're gonna be yeah. amazing. Give them wow. independence. Mm-hmm.
0: Do you mind me asking what would you take from your childhood into you rearing your children? Um
1: everybody sits down together for a meal. Okay. Yeah. a lot of time we wouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. But then a lot of times we would as well, you know, kinda swings and roundabouts. Um always say your prayers at night. Uh my gaga. Would have instilled that to me. Um, That's her granddad, is yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Um, he was a great man. Um, and be independent. Give them the independence. Don't banny them or pussyfoot around them. You know, you know, even from ten. You know, the small tours and not that I'm going to be Corolla DeVille or anything. You know, mm. but definitely will give them some sort of ownership of what. You know they want to be in the future and always have them like guidance and you know open on their mind to you know anything's possible absolutely yeah
0: mm-hmm. cultivating that limitless mindset like exactly yeah. yeah i think that's really important absolutely yeah oh, i love that for you i'm excited for you i'm giving mm-hmm. you all the good juju all Thanks the energy yeah <laughs> so what are you most grateful for in life kiva everything absolutely everything from
1: my first cup of tea in the morning and that's like my drug. Tea is life to me in the morning. It's really sets me up. But you know what? Like I said earlier, if you, if you look around and, and you just think, wow, I have like everything that I ever needed and far more. You know, um, I'm also very very grateful to my husband's parents. They are a gem, two gems. Um, and uh, Adrian and I are together twenty two years. I met him when I was fourteen at a kiddies disco in my village. And so I've known them since. So I met him in the August. It was a a party night. Um, and yeah, that was in the August before we went back to school. It was the week before we went back to school. Um, and then I would have met his mum and dad very shortly after that. Um, and they've welcomed me with open arms ever since. Wow. And they're just the loveliest people. They're just so placid and so welcoming and so homely to me. You know, I I have a lot to, a lot of gratitude for them, and also that they've kind of given us a little bit of their house where Adrian's granny used to live, um that we've we're doing up a wee like granny flat for ourselves. It's gonna be our base when we go home. So I mean that was unbelievably kind of them, you know, to let us do that. And yeah. you know, Adrian skypes him every day, and I might not see them every day because I'm usually at my my after school. Uh, hustle, but uh, you know they'll always ask about me, and you know they're just so caring, and that 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 means a lot. Yeah.
0: Because you
1: know I I uh, I my grandparents are both dead, and um, I don't have any siblings or anything, so it's lovely to have that that homely feeling. Absolutely. I have two grand aunts as well that I'm very close to, um, Kathleen and Breach and they are gems and a half. They're unbelievable people. Um, you know they have really instilled and helped me build to the person I am today they're very very um, nurturing people um,
0: and yeah, I, I definitely have a lot of gratitude for them oh my heart is like just so full listening to you you know yeah. like you just ha- like you can feel the gratitude from you though mm. but from the moment I met you the very first time we met when we went for dinner, when we went for dinner, Craigie? We must have been in that restaurant about an hour before we even looked at the menu. Yeah, we actually were talking so much we forgot to order. We like, did. Geez, we have for, we've actually come here to eat. <laughs> and they were.
1: It was like a Wednesday night, and they were looking at us, going,
0: "Yeah, last orders now. Like, yeah. girls, hurry on." Oh, but I remember, like, from the moment I met you, though, your your grat- your energy is gratitude. Like you can feel it, mm-hmm. you know. And I can feel that from you, especially about your in-laws as well, yeah. Yeah, they're lovely people.
1: And like my three brother-in-laws, they're lovely too. Oh. Yeah, and and then the sisters that I never had and my sister-in-laws. And, you know, it's just lovely to have that kind of like family unit that I, I, I didn't have.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's a credit to both you and Adrian for being together for 22 years. The one or two we hiccups in between, but, you know, Masha mo- was we'll, m- we'll say nothing. Mostly. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but yeah, he's just been,
1: you know, a rock. You know, he really is, and not just because he's my husband. He is just a lovely person. He's so caring, humble, energetic, fun. He's just a lovely human being. Really, really nice guy. Mm-hmm.
0: I'll have to meet Adrian before I you go. You will surely, yeah. Sh- yeah. Oh, yeah, I've heard so much about him. Yeah, all good things. Don't worry, Adrian. All good things. <laughs> <laughs> so, for you, content you've consumed that's influenced a positive change in your life. Oh. Um, the podcasts again you know
1: i i actually love to to listen to a pod, podcast in the car but i love i might re-listen to that again with a pen and paper because i think oh god i have to write that down to remember it or um like you said in one of your podcasts um a while back you know you have to write things down to actually learn it you know for it to go in um so i i think yeah that listen to a podcast with a pen and paper so it actually sinks in of the material that I'm trying to ingest but sometimes with podcasts you're learning so much so fast that it's kind of hard so for me I'm very much a kinesthetic learner I have to do so writing down for me really helps me me understand and learn not so much memorize
0: yeah Mm -hmm. no I know what you mean yeah Yeah. because there is like you said there is so much information coming into our minds so fast every second that we're on our phones Mm -hmm. It's very much it's very easy to kind of go in one ear and out, out the, other. the other. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So if there's something that's really interesting me, I'll definitely re listen. Mm. Um and then obviously you can press pause and everything when you're not driving. Yeah. Uh, road safety and all that. Yeah. So yeah, I think podcasts for me are, are the number one. And you know, they're they're there for everybody. And, you know it's kinda like you know, like university in some ways because you get all this free knowledge yeah. that you can just consume for nothing at your own pace and you know then add it into your life and it's so beneficial absolutely it mm-hmm. is it's, it's like free university it is yeah yeah because I mean university's not the be all the end all mm-hmm. and the poor kids at school you know now doing their leaving started today Maybe cousin Callum god love him he you know it's the start of their whole lives isn't it I know but it's not grades don't define you nothing defines you your hard work your motivation your determination they're the things that define you uh, there's a man that I'm sure a lot of Irish listeners will be familiar with called Jimmy Guinness he is from my village and he coached the Donegal team and they won the Ireland. and if you can dream it you can believe it and then you can achieve it um, and it's so true it really
0: is it's just get the mindset right and you can the world oyster and I think you mentioned before you've been to one of his seminars, right? Or a talk uh, he gave or something or No,
1: he well I, I have I've, you know, listened to him in, in you know, the, the talks at home with you know, the Gaelic football nights, the award mm. nights and stuff. And he, he's a lovely, lovely fella. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he's done so well for himself. You know, he never finished the leaving. He went back late to finish his leaving and then he, when the year I fin- I started in Liverpool, he was in Liverpool doing his masters and now he's a doctor. So it just shows you, you know, timing is everything as well. Mm-hmm. Just because you didn't get it right the first time. And even myself, look, I repeated. I was in fifth year, which is like now the new sixth year. um, that showing my age. Um, and by Christmas, I had kind of freaked out. And I knew I was never going to be allowed away. Um, I was going to be 16, finished leaving. Um, I was four in the July, and then I went straight to school in the September. So I was very young, finishing. So I went to the principal, and I asked, could I repeat? so i am back to fourth year and right. made it go of it and i don't know whether i did and would have done any better i should look where you are now distracted but you know what i mean yeah. i didn't get into st mary's in belfast um i did the interview didn't get it didn't break my heart wasn't for me um i couldn't go to st pat's i didn't have Honours irish i bottled that too um uh, i i did took it up when i went back to fourth year didn't um i didn't do it for the exam right. And then sure lucky went to Liverpool and had the best 10 years. There you go. Met my friends for life. Like, they are still my best, best friends. The girls I met there. Um, Yeah. And do any of your friends in Liverpool live here? No. No. They don't. Unfortunately. Are one... they all in Liverpool? No. Two of them are in Australia. um, And one is in... um, Two of them are in England. Yeah. They're two English girls, actually.
0: Right. Yeah so two in Oz and two in England yeah there's a
1: couple more girls too yeah. there's another Irish girl and she does live here she's uh, been here for a couple of years and never well actually yeah so we wouldn't have been we wouldn't see each other that much here we can two different friend circles yeah yeah but um yeah but you know when you click with someone you really click like them girls they're salt of the earth they and really, like no really time are.
0: passes when you meet again no, like yeah I, I, but I the love whatsapp
1: those. groups and yeah. the crack does be great and, and literally you sit down and
0: it's like you saw each other yesterday. Yeah. I love that. That's when you know. That's when you know. It's the real deal, like the friendship. Absolutely, Absolutely yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. When you feel like no time has passed at yeah. all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah. And finally, Kiva, your favourite song?
1: Oh, God. Anything by Daniel Donald, really, to be honest. Um, I love a bit of Daniel. Have you I met love, him? I haven't. No. Okay. Adrian used to work for him. No! Uh, he's, only, he's only from down the road. No. Um, I haven't met him, No. Uh, where it stems from is as a child, me and my nana would go to the, all the Gaelic matches. She was a wild Gaelic woman altogether, um, so we would travel, she of the length and breadth of the country. But we'd do all the, you know, the Donegal matches in Donegal, and I suppose all through Ulster really. She would drive, or sometimes get the bus, and then the club matches. And every Sunday, myself and herself would head away on a big adventure, and the the music would be on. Daniel now was number one. A but a Charlie Lansborough here and there. Um I don't know him. Oh god, he's good. Uh, American country. Um and then myself and Adrian we do stick the I do not like a, a good rebel tune too. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, I'm very patriotic indeed. <laughs> Love it. Um and I suppose to you know, growing up in the bar with live music a lot and yeah. the the rebel tunes. Aaron's own. Paddy, if you're listening, he's regret Um <laughs> 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 uh, or, if there's anybody in and around the, the Donegal area, they'll know
0: Aaron's Own. Um, they were a great rebel band. Um, Wasn't that a, a, a magazine as well? Oh, we Aaron's, don't know. Oh, sorry, sorry. That's I'm thinking Own. No, 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 not, no, not that one. Ireland's Own. Do you remember Ireland. that? That was an old, old magazine. Yeah, in like Ireland. A weekly magazine Yes, I do you remember, remember that. that? Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. Ireland's Own. So, yeah. you had that was a, a Aaron band though. Aaron's Own. Right, Zone. right. And
1: then myself and Adrian, we. You know, we have the wee dongle stick in the car and we do sing it in and sing it out on our wee adventures around the oh, UAE. Oh, love us. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. Destination Donegal is one that
0: comes to mind or the Homes of Donegal. Mm-hmm. Are they songs? They are, yeah. They're songs? Yeah. Okay, th- I'd be so sorry to say this, but the only one I know from Donegal is the Hills of Donegal. The Hills of Donegal, of Donegal of yeah. The Goats Don't Shave. But it's a great song. It's a good, sh- yeah, it's a great like, end of the night, great lively tune. But do you know what I always think of when I hear of the Hills of Donegal? Bahrain. Oh, yes, the I heard about tournament. this night. Yeah. <laughs> oh, many many a night. So that yeah. just one. Oh, my God. So, like, what have you heard? I'll cut this out, the podcast. Oh, this is the one where um,
1: the they all got left in the airport. Oh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. We were on that flight. Oh, my God. It was the last I flight. Okay, was, I, I, yeah. can, I can keep this in the podcast. That was the last flight out on the Saturday night to get yeah. back for work on Sunday. Lads, to say now, there were some of us that shouldn't have been on that flight, though. <laughs> oh, by the skin of our teeth. like Really? We, oh, Kiva. What goes on in Bahrain is, is just... I've never been
1: to Bahrain. I've not been to any other Gulf country, although Saudi is
0: high on my list. And after your trip to Doha, looks unbelievable. Yeah, Doha's mm. fab. But I wouldn't say it's Bahrain, the country. I would say it's us, the us, Irish. The crack. It, it's It's the crack <laughs> of the tournament. But... The, that night there were people that like our plane was on the runway that night and for some reason like, we were like what's going on but we were so fluted like sure like we were singing and da- like on on the plane while it was still on the runway oh, goodness me we didn't really notice the plane hadn't moved and then after a while it was like geez lads we haven't even taken off like and then we found out through messages and stuff like that that people weren't getting on and they were still trying to beg to get on and mm-hmm. they couldn't get on yeah. yeah, they had to wait the next morning because they Crickers. were just. Biogani a bit too much at the on the, the the holy water as they call it. Ishkabah, Ishkabah, here we go, Ishkabah. But where was I going with that story? Sorry, the hills of Donegal always reminds me of the paddy man. You know the paddy man. Oh God,
1: do you know he was like our first couple of years? He was around about all oh, the time. Heard of the paddy
0: man in years? He's moved home, I think. Oh my goodness, yeah. I did not know that. I think he moved home to Ireland. Right. Yeah, he was very successful here. He was class. And he used to go to Bahrain for the tournament. He did a
1: great, um.
0: Uh,
1: what, what would you say, like a episode on RTE? He did. Dubai. Yes, he yes. did. Yeah. right, yeah. yeah.
0: He did, actually. Yeah. Um, But that's what, whenever I hear the Hills of Donegal, I just have in my mind the scene of the, the Irish bar in, bar- in Bahrain on the, the day two, the Saturday. Oh God I very important the day two. Oh, the day two. Oh, the day yeah. two is more crack. Oh, the day, yeah, it's just like,
1: all hell breaks loose. It's like the day after the wedding, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. You know, you, you're, you're, yeah, you're there for the cure and then the crack yeah. gets going.
0: But it's also like, what work? What do you mean we're working in the morning? like? That's not even entering in the conversation. Absolutely not. No, no, that's not even mentioned. And once you get through the day, she are grand. Oh, listen! But that's what I have. I have visions of him, and I I can actually hear the song playing in my mind right now. Yeah. I can see him on stage. I left like that around. Thing. Oh my god! <laughs> it was just yeah. That's what I always think of. But I've never been to Donegal. Oh, <gasps> I know. My goodness! It's I need to get there. Absolutely beautiful. Like you've I've seen on Instagram. To go it's beautiful. To like Sleeve
1: League and uh, T-Len Carrick. And even like down the Ross, as like um, where Adrian's home house is, it looks on to Donegal Airport, the runway. You showed me this. The runway in Donegal is the most scenic landing in the whole world. So if you don't know what anything about it, get Google and it's out of this world. Wow, breathtaking on a on a sunny day. I mean, there are few and far between on the the west coast of Ireland, but. Mm. Um, it, breathtaking is is an understatement I have to say it's phenomenal I'll have to get there and you know what it's, yeah. it's an it's a Gaelic speaking area mm. it's just lovely it's it's a it's a lovely place to have a halt my my cousin actually has a holiday home there chat Cassie if you're looking for anywhere to stay okay. um that's really beautiful and it's, it's a two minute walk or three minute walk from one of the beaches and their blue flag they're very rugged very very rugged Donegal um yeah wow. It's very nice. You I have, have to make say, a point of oh go I will, on.
0: absolutely. Yeah. No, I will. So tell me, what's the song that you want to choose? Or is there just an array? Um, I'll choose Destination Donegal. Destination Donegal. Yeah. Okay, all right. I'll have to listen to that after this now. Yeah. Oh, well, Kiva, tell us before we finish up, where can people find
1: you on social media? Uh, Instagram, Kiva Farker. Um, Some people might know my name is Kiva. Um, so Parker Dot. Uh. on Instagram and yeah and then I'll be putting on there in the next couple of weeks months uh,
0: about the new venture yes. so you can see it on there first so and, and I'll add in the show notes a link to your Instagram as well perfect dealers. thanks a million oh, Kiva, listen firstly a huge thank you for doing this a second time no bother at all <laughs> But it's been—it actually felt so natural, like it, it was like you know. We even spoke about things we didn't speak about in the first yeah, one, you know. Did, sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But thank you so much for coming here. You're very welcome. And for being interviewed, you know. Oh my God, you're a breath of fresh air. If you've like, made it this far in the podcast, you need a medal. Yeah. <laughs> We've actually had ones that have been longer. So oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go no, we're doing well. We're doing well. But seriously, though, from the bottom of my heart, literally, like, thanks so much for any of the listeners. If you live in Abu Dhabi, you need to be following, well, don't even have to be living here, you need to be following Kiva. <laughs> but if you do live here, you need to find her and make her your friend because <laughs> she's class and she's a saint. Oh a gem. God, I wouldn't go that far. Uh, now, but you thanks are. very
1: much. No, you are. But thank you so much. You're so welcome. Thank you. No Take problem at all. Thank you.